you don't. Oh, coffee, please. Can egg sandwich, too. On a roll. No cheese, please. You got it. I'll be back in a minute. Is it just you, or are we waiting for someone else? I'm sorry, what? Your hands. If you really work the power lines down there, your hands wouldn't look like that. I know we gotta be waiting for somebody else. <laughs> oh, fucker. Hello and welcome to the Movie Mouthfuls podcast, a movie podcast with zero table manners. Each episode we'll be talking into movies and the odd television show to chow down on some of the most iconic cinematic cuisine scenes in cinema history, as well as just about everything else we can get our hands on. I'm your host Jordan, the bloke trying to be known as the film fella online, and as always, I'm of course joined by the UK's number one competitive eater of food, obviously. It's my co-host, Bean Meets Food! Still sounds, uh, still sounds good being called a co-host. <laughs> I've, I've, I've achieved the promotion... I got that last week officially, and um, <laughs> I, I get your little pin badge and everything. You got to wear it every day, like when you're out and I about. Would, I would, just, I would, just I'm a co-host. No explanation. No, nothing. Just I'm a co-host. I thought I would. Wear, I would wear that. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm not too bad. We're back in uh, Beard HQ. We're only it's only been a few days. It's like a double whammy. Yeah, we've had to do a, a quick turnaround um, because. The, the path unfolds before us and uh, you know I've got some stuff coming up so I thought I didn't want pe- people enjoying the podcast now so I didn't want any kind of gaps or as few gaps as possible so we're back here recording um, another couple of episodes yeah so um, obviously he's been threatening it for a while he keeps saying it at the end of like every podcast but he's like I'm gonna go to Canada I'm I said it at the beginning Canada. at the end of two podcasts <laughs> two fucking podcasts and then all of a sudden literally the, the day after the one that we've just recorded is like oh I'm off to Canada on Monday I was like well <laughs> Oh no, um, my, my poor little eyes started to tear up and flood with emotion. I was like, oh, I was actually really enjoying this podcast that we were doing, but you know, three weeks off. Uh, well, you think I was going forever? Like, I'm not coming back? Just going to go to the, the land of Rocky and Bullwinkle? I thought it was just like your excuse, you know, like uh, when the, the dad in like a generic American film goes out for like cigarettes or some milk or something like that. He was going to disappear to Canada and that was like your excuse to not want to do the podcast anymore. But then you were like, oh, you know, we should, you know, do something. We'll record something. So yeah. the plan is, is that on a very short notice we've just crammed two films one of which um this one is a particularly interesting one because a i thought i'd seen it but i haven't but we'll get to that <laughs> surprise and- surprise he just before the podcast he just started <laughs> i knew he smashed him through the window because he told me he'd never seen training day for yeah. god's sake and uh, look look it's all look you know, we've mentioned this last week. Uh, my whole shtick is that I've seen a lot of films, but I've not seen all of the yeah, most I, I just iconic mean- films, and that I want a fresh take to them, which is why I set out on this path. Cool, cool. I love that gimmick, <laughs> but how have you not seen Training Day? I don't know. It's that. a mood anyway. thing. I know. I know. It's like a very gritty film, and I've just never been in the right mood. But I've been told time and time again to watch it but you this, better this have seen it by the time i get back from Canada. <laughs> homework for three weeks yeah. <laughs> so the plan of action the plan of attack is that we're going to record this episode which um i think mainly was on convenience because adam had watched it the night before um not the night before today but the night when he'd uh, told me he was going to canada so i was like right i'll watch that one um i'm not aware of any food scenes but we'll we'll blast through it and then because he's going to canada i won't mention the episode just in case you want the the one week tease as to what's coming next but we've picked one that's um not canadian specific but um someone in it is is uh, a big famous canadian person so we thought we'd do that as the the link to our famously big 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's your clue. <laughs> yeah. But that's your um, that's your two parter basically. So we're going to record this one, and if the energy levels sort of dissipate <laughs> towards the end and the uh, the start of the next one's a bit weird, that'll be why. There will be a one week break in between. So Adam is away, I believe, for three weeks. Is that right? Well, it'll be getting on three weeks, so there'll be, yeah. Short answer, yes. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So doing two back-to-back now, so there'll be one coming out um, the following week after episode 11 that hopefully you'll have just listened to about Superbad, which was a lot of fun. And then we'll have a week off, and then we'll come back for episode 13, which will be about the unspecified film that you'll find out about (laughs) in episode 13. Long story short, there are some episodes coming up. There might be a little bit of... uh, breakage in, in in the middle but you know just stay tuned <laughs> it's good. What a great it. tag stay tuned <laughs> um also um we mentioned on the super bad episode as well about our um rather interesting review or the, the <laughs> sort of the attack on the very um fabric of of my being which was uh why i apparently exist on the internet at all um so we sort of put out a little bit of a plea to people to to put us some nice reviews and we'll read them out we've had a couple uh one of them's interesting in the way that it's been done but it was a nice one as well and i, I quite appreciate it just because it's funny but um we're not encouraging um these reviews <laughs> because it, it was a one-star review so after this one please you know if you want to put a funny joke in, but give us a nice review. We'll, we'll read out reviews. Yeah. As, if, if, if we'll shill to the reviews. We'll, we'll, <laughs> so the higher the review, the more likely we are to read it. <laughs> Apart from this one, because it was funny and he told me about it, he messaged me. Um, we will read them out at the end, but I just want to say thank you for people actually uh, putting, you know, taking 10 seconds to, to write something. It's very nice. We anyway, appreciate we're, we're four minutes in and we, 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 this has just been nonsense so far. Can we get to the film? <laughs> yeah, cool. Right, we're on, we're on a strict <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm just worried because like by the end of filming the second one, I'm going to be running on fucking white blood cells. Like, I'm like, I've got no energy. <laughs> right, let's get on with it. Let's get some general stuff. Here comes late. Banging as always, Lee. Thank you. Cheers, Lee. <laughs> Uh, so, um, in case people have just clicked on it, didn't understand the um, the little clip at the beginning, um, which was very hard to find a clip to fit this because of the not very specific nature of the food scenes that are in it. Um, what is it that we're, we're doing this week, Beard? You could have picked a better clip. I, I didn't know what the heck was, was going on very there. very difficult to find anything. That's a great scene from the film that you picked, yeah, but you, I thought you were going to go with the, the sugar, it's bad for your vocal cords it's not, thing. It's not anywhere, unless I like recorded it myself, which probably would sound pretty terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not afraid to say that I obviously do delve into the depths of YouTube for these um, clips, and I couldn't, I couldn't find yeah. the, the, is it the pie that you're talking about, that vocal cord stuff? Yeah, that yeah. that clip does exist, by the way. You, oh, does it? So you, that, that shows how the, the the guy last week said you were poorly researched. He, he was not far off the mark. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that guy exactly right this week because um, obviously I've only seen this film once, very recently. I know, shame on me, slap on the wrist, night boy. But um, yeah, I, my facts and information have all been thrown together in a big heap, basically, for both of these upcoming episodes. So I do apologise in advance if if the one thing you enjoy from this podcast is me raving about facts and um, who's been in what Nobody enjoys stuff. that. We're doing the equaliser, long yes. story short. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get. <laughs> Which most people might not, they, they probably not, they, we say this every week, you're probably going to be thinking, well, when's the Goodfellas one coming? When's uh, Big Night coming? But we got, my, my theory on this one is, Jordan likes to talk a lot about films, right? So when I watch a film, if there's any food in it, 
then I think, you know what, we could do that for an episode. Plus, I love the equalizer, so um, I thought it would be a good excuse for us to do this as a as an episode because we could talk a lot about the film and I'll probably be more enthusiastic than usual about it. It's thought it's thought about um his, his plan of attack for this one by the yeah, by the sounds yeah. of it. But also um I, I agree. Like um you know if you wanted fifty straight episodes of us talking about the most iconic film food scenes that exist because there's probably about that many on you know there isn't a hell of a lot, but there is food in those big films. Once we've done, like, you know, we need something to talk about. So we're sprinkling <laughs> these in between. Because we, look, we're just two lads that like talking about films, and this is the excuse, basically. <laughs> hey, we, we said we weren't going to ramble on this one, man. It's impossible on, right. to tell you rambling. Cast, go. Oh, in fact, do you want to do cast or do you want to do synopsis? I'll do, I'll, I'll do, I'll roll them all in the one. Check go. this out. Go, right. go, 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 go. So, The Equalizer is a, a it was a, originally, I believe, a 70s TV show. Uh, it's either 70s or, um, I saw something quoted as 1985. So, look, that's the level of uh, detail in this week's episode. <laughs> it could so. have happened at some point it in, happened that in the past. year span. <laughs> yeah, it was originally a TV show. Um, but you don't really need to know that. I did not know that when I first watched this film. Um, but it is, um, it's essentially about uh, a guy called Robert McCall. Um, called Bob for short. Yep. Occasionally, <laughs> like Great most people call there. People call Robert sometimes called Bob. I don't know why I draw that one in, but yeah, he's a he's a retired um, secret service. It doesn't really go into quite like what secret service he was aligned it's with. Very ambiguous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's a yeah he's he's a deep cover bloke uh, with a, a very particular set of skills. It, in, in, <laughs> in, not I, I don't want to say it's like taken, um, but it, there are similarities there. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's a, a an ex deep cover bloke, and he's tried to leave that life behind after his wife sadly died. You don't see that in the film. He's just a widower um, from the get go, and um, something drags him back in, which is um, that he sees these um, what, what's the word these these misdeeds as he goes about his life, and, and he wants, has to get involved. Yeah, he has to get involved and equalize shit morally. <laughs> if you if you catch my drift, which yep. usually involves him brutally murdering people. Who do he tries not to, to be fair, like we'll get into stuff, but he, he does really try and go the high ground for a lot of things before it he then goes down that route. Yeah, it, it takes a lot to kind of make him. He's, he, it's implied that he's he spent a good few years. He's got out, you know, he's got a new identity kind of thing, um, and uh, he's he's managed to successfully, peacefully go about reading books and you know enjoying local diners and and playing baseball and shit. Um, but yeah, some some mobsters. Um, come across somebody that he, he he doesn't actually know that well. No, but he he sees something in there that he, he likes. They get along with each other, and once she is slighted, uh, that's probably putting it mildly. She's punched in the face numerous times by a bloke. Um, he has to get involved, sort shit out, and that leads to um, him discovering that uh, what looks like a small kind of mob operation is actually part of a larger kind of. Um, conglomerate yeah. um a criminal conglomerate which um, is operating is he makes it his job to take that down so on the surface it looks like you, your average action flick but it's um it's not i said i was going to do the cast at the same time we got Go. denzel naturally and um, he's pretty much like prince you don't even need to say his second name everyone knows denzel <laughs> um chloe grace moretz yep fantastic actress of uh Actor. chiefly kick-ass fame oh that's when she kind of broke out right uh, and more recently tom and jerry don't watch it folks <laughs> <Just> <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Uh, it's, it sounds on the surface like it would be terrible. How can you make that a film? Anyway, um, it's also I mean, it's directed by Antoine Fuqua. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it stars uh, some of the lesser 
perhaps lesser known names of supporting cast, David Harbour. Yes, fantastic. He's great in this as well. Uh, yeah, he's good. Um, it's before he became like pretty was it, super was famous. It the year after, I feel like it's the year after that Stranger Things came out on Netflix, and then that just propelled him into everyone's like living rooms, basically, and he's he's moved up in the world from somehow there. landed the part of Hellboy too. Yeah, I'm still not watching that. <laughs> Ron Perlman is Hellboy for me. Um, who else is in that? You got uh, Bill Pullman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of he's, he's not really in it much, but um, no. he is in it. You got um, uh, Melissa Leo, uh, who plays the um, his his contact from his what? It, essentially, I'm not spoiling much by it, revealing that in the film he makes contact with an old CIA colleague. Bill Pullman almost always plays like not in this one, obviously, but he's always like a governmental figure or like the yeah. president or something. He's a bit like Emma Thompson in that he's just Bill Pullman playing Bill Pullman in yeah. every film. I do I do really rate him. He's he's not. In this a great deal, is it? Go on, and, keep going anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I know this film inside out pretty much. Mm. Uh, the guy, oh, I always forget his name. It's spelt weird. Pronounced Martin, but it's spelt Marton. Yes. Um, Kosokas or something like that. Yeah, you probably nailed it better than me. I'm glad you said it. I think it was, I think it's Kosokas who is fucking incredible. Sorry for swearing, but he's absolutely amazing <laughs> in this film, given that he's been in actually very little. Yeah, no, he is fantastic in this. He's he's just he's just got like level of um, malevolence and. Good Tell word, it. good yeah. word, Joy. Give me a fist bump on that. That was class. Um, yeah, and uh, the, the summary cast is good. Yeah, no, um, I I can't argue with any of that. Normally we would go down and they've been in this and they've been in that, but like, give us a break. We've literally <laughs> turned this around in a few days. Plus, we've we've mentioned a few things that they were in there. Didn't you? Um, when you sent me this, you actually had a link between. Is it Haley Bennett? Oh yeah, I forgot Haley Bennett. Yeah, this is I've a not good seen one. this film, but I looked up the film. But just just for context, Adam sent me a couple of his notes to try and convince me that this had food in it because I'd not seen it. <laughs> just and I was like, talk about I it. was like, oh wow, he's done his notes. He clearly every time he watches a film now he tries to look for food, so that's quite <laughs> impressive. Um, so he's done that. Sent me it across, and it was a note about um, Haley Bennett, who plays Mandy, who's one of the prostitutes. Is that right? She's like the older. Well, I try not to call them prostitutes, actually, Jordan, because they are actually force forcibly trafficked. Oh well, yeah, the sex workers. So they're not prostitutes by choice. Yeah. Anyway, go on. What was your link? Because I found it interesting. Yeah, the link is uh, this character, um, the the actress who plays this character, Haley Bennett. um, She's in a film called Swallow, which um, sounds like some low budget. Porno to go back to last week's episode, <laughs> super bad. <laughs> yeah. But it's um, it's actually a really, it's not a bad film, it's but it is a very strange film. Sounds but, it from the synopsis. Yeah, it's about a uh, uh, a woman who um, she she gets she she marries this bloke who is part of a very financially affluent family, right? And they kind of they think they kind of portion above people, right? Um, and she becomes pregnant really quickly, but so because this family is like a you know that the, the they think they're somebody's. Um, they they want to really protect her, but they don't really like her as a person. Right. And she decides to act out against this kind of forcible control by just swallowing stuff which isn't edible. <laughs> yeah, isn't she pregnant? So it like some yeah. sort of like compulsion. Yeah, thing. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not because she's pregnant. It's the, oh, right. The, but um, that's how I read it on the synopsis, and I was like, oh, interesting. No, no. But no, that, that's even more interesting if she that isn't the main reason. No, why. she just starts swallowing random shit. Like she, she starts with something small, like a, I don't know. I think it's like a marble. Um, and it's I, I get it. Like you probably listen to this now. Is there it, food in it? Because like, is no. I mean, no, there no, isn't. She no. just eats inanimate. So if we ever do an episode about non-food items going through the digestive system, we could system, totally do, we could this do because, that one. Yeah, yeah. We, I'm like, not eating the packet of marbles, by the way. No, but but yeah. we could. It would make an interesting game to do like a could you swallow X? Because some parts of that film just make me cringe. Like there's a part when she eats a 
some kind of tack, you know, like a, a oh. stationary tack. No, 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 no. Not, it, no, 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 no. lands you in the hospital, right? But it is a very interesting film if you're into things that are a bit weird. It's not bad, mm. um, and it's not really that gory, but it is, it is cringy. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, I did, just from your notes, from when you put it through, I was like, one, does his own work, does the boy now. He, uh, he clearly enjoys this. Between that and, like, saying we need to record two episodes before I go to calendar, I was like, he's finally on board. He's only taken 11 <laughs> episodes, but I feel like he's finally semi-committed to it obviously this is the more important aspect of his content creation oh like, absolutely you know, yeah. obviously this is the forefront of his mind these days so <laughs> just trying but to break yeah. into podcasts this is just a stepping stone <laughs> <laughs> we just want to crack that chart just to be able to say you just want to conquer everything really don't you that's what it is um shall, shall we play our new fun game that we introduced a couple of weeks ago which is budget and box office but i, I've, I haven't got a jingle yet i'm going to ask our um our pal. You know, i just thought i'd sort of sing it in a really weird demeanor it's like the camp demeanor yeah 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 I, mean, good, I, I didn't want to highlight that but yeah i'm thinking that we could try and see if someone will make like a game show-esque jingle for it um it's not the most interesting game it's got nothing really to do with anything but we like doing it adam gets excited every time that we I'm do it, now, looking so. forward to it now, yeah. <laughs> the game is where i i guess the budget and the box office of a film and i started off terrible but i think i'm getting now that you were right. really really good last time so i got really close with the budget last time i was still way off on the box office yes yeah you are so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping I'll do all right with this. It's hard, though, because it's not like... Anyway, we, let's plus, get into plus it. Plus, you've, you've, you've laid it all on the line. You you really like this film. So, I've got no excuse, really. Yeah, yeah, no, I expect that you should already know this information. So, um, budget in dollars estimated. This is it's hard because um, of the Denzel factor. Yeah. He ain't doing films on the cheap, you know what I mean? He, he's not doing mates rates. So... They are I, mates, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, they are, yeah. but that's what I mean. He's still not. He's still going to be charging them top dollar. I want to say the rest of the cast is pretty, although accomplished, um, not central. So, like, Bill Pullman would have filmed, like, his parts in maybe an hour, like a half yeah. day. It's like a half day job for Bill Pullman. Um, there's not much in in the way of, like, um, fancy stuff. That's how I put it. So, I'm, I'm going to say it's less than 100 mil. I want to say, like, 80, 80 mil. Oh. No, we're I'm doing not. so well after last week. Oh, fuck. I mean, it is less than a hundred, but um, yeah. So the budget, the estimated budget for for this film is fifty five million dollars. So Bugger. in your in your picture, it sounds almost like in your head that um, Denzel got paid like fifty million dollars. Maybe he did do mates rates after all, and I would have been right, but he actually did. I've got some discount. information that I kind of sort of half told you beforehand, um, because the facts are very limited this week um, as to Denzel's involvement in this. Yeah. Um, which might explain what you're sort of getting at there. Uh, it's a box office. Um, you really like this film. Denzel Factor again. Denzel Factor again. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, not, I was, it's I shot not generic. Low, I, but... I shot low last week, 180 mil. Ooh, oh, he's pulling it back. He's pulling it Quite back. Close. So the box office, global box office estimate is 192 million. Oh, I'm, hap- I'm happy with that. That's, that's pretty decent. I mean, I've uh, got a brief typo here in my rushed um, set of sort of information. Sometimes I do, I do have notes occasionally, folks. Like, it's impossible to, to know all of this. <laughs> um, I've got it as uh, $1,920 million, so the, the best grossing film of all time ever. Yeah, <laughs> not quite that much. It's good, Is that not $1.9 mil- billion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, nailed it this week. You've reversed it. So super bad. You got the the budget right this week. You've got the box office right. Almost. We, we see it right. So, I've never been spot on. Oh no! The I know, day that day. happens, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get on this desk and give you like a little bit of treatment. 
That's what. Please don't get it right. Ever. <laughs> do you want? Do you want some facts then? Um, the very loose with facts. Um, with them, yeah. Told you that we're going to be a bit weak this week. <laughs> um, the script originally had no backstory for for Robert Bob McCall. Uh, yeah, McCall. Um, so Denzel Washington contributed much of the character's background and backstory, including him having OCD. So he has like an OCD. Yeah, uh, you know, for for those who don't know what I'm talking about, for some reason, an obsessive compulsive disorder. So in addition to his daily physical and fight training for the film, Washington met and interviewed several real life OCD sufferers in order to gain insights onto how to play the disorder. So if you think to probably one of the early iconic scenes in this film, that big fight in the Russian uh, restaurant mm. um, where he yeah, closes yeah. and shuts the door like four times and locks it. You know what? The funny thing is watching it back a second time, you get an earlier um, indication of that, uh, of the fact that he's, he, he has um, like the diner OCD. Stuff. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's setting out his own stuff in the diner. He's got his own tea bag. He just likes being in the diner, but he doesn't actually get anything apart from tap water from yeah. there, right? Or hot water. Oh, yeah, he gets hot water and brings his own tea bag, which yeah, yeah. I, I noted is one food item. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it's some of uh, Ramona Flowers' dodgy tea. Like. <laughs> he's got that really, really specific pot. But again, OCD, he's got that one specific pot. He just takes one out, folds it in a little napkin, yeah. goes... I didn't notice that the first time I watched him, but I did think when he does the fights, I'm like, why? The, what's, have, I, have I got this like stuck? Is it, why, yeah. why does he keep closing his, opening the door? He does it a couple of times and locks it, doesn't he? I, I don't know. I, I didn't pick up much else. He probably does. It's probably because you're that engrossed in the film that you don't realise. And I've only seen it once. You said you've rewatched it and probably watched it several times. Yeah, yeah. I know that she asks for permission to sit with him. Like, you know, he invites her over and she's like, is this okay? So um, Chloe's character, she is aware she has an awareness that he's got ocd without ever like he's, he never said it to her it's she's just, just polite i yeah. mean like if somebody came they came sat with you and just just without asking you wouldn't you think that was weird no he invites her over so i think she's like is it okay i'm so, not me- i'm not messing your thing up but well yeah no one comes and sits with me <laughs> that's that's the opening scene by the way that, i think that, that that sets the film off really the opening thing is the central plot device because i'm 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 in control of my shit this week normally we start talking about the film and people who might not have seen the film will be thinking yeah. what the heck are they talking about but what happens at the beginning of the film is robert mccall you don't really know much about him he's in a diner and in walks uh chloe grace moretz her character's called alina um and she's eating some junk i forget what precisely but we are going to get into that yep and um it's implied that they've met each other a few times before in this diner that they both frequent she's um uh, she actually is a prostitute because she ch- it's implied that she's chosen this line of work but she doesn't yeah. really want to do it because um, she's been abused by the customers naturally um, and yeah Bob McCall um, takes a bit of a liking to her um, not in a weird way he, he just yeah, likes yeah, her no, he just, um, yeah they just he's have a, good, he's a, a good mutual bloke. bond and conversational sort of like chit chat yeah, yeah. he sees ambition in her he, he doesn't want to throw it away and there's actually a lot of that with other characters in the uh, in the film like some of his uh, co-workers at the home yeah. mart. Um, but yeah, what happens is she gets actually badly beaten one night um, by one of the, um, well, actually both a customer and this pimp dude. Um, and Robert says, you know, I'm sorting this shit out. I'm equalizing this shit. <laughs> yeah, and then, he doesn't you know, specifically the, say that. Well, that would be really awesome. It'd be a different nah, movie entirely if every time they like, I'm equalizing That would be a, like shit. an Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> thing. Like, you, like a really dry wit action line. No, he, he just like that, goes about equalizing. That family guy skit where Peter's like, they said the name of the movie in the movie. <laughs> like every time. It's time to get equalized. Anyway. anyway sorry, I, uh, I interrupted your, facts, uh, your price. More, facts. More facts. So um, this is, kind of shocked me a little bit just because of how big an actor he is but this is apparently Denzel's first franchise slash 
trilogy movie series. Now, obviously, this film isn't a trilogy. There's two two films and a, and a new TV series spawned from an old TV series. Um, I think there is talk of a third, which would be not. I think beards like chomping at the bit for some more I'd Denzel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. That's the only that that's that fact done. Chloe was yeah. I'm moving on Bam, rapidly. Done. I'm moving on rapidly. So Chloe was desperate for this role, but she was only 17 at the time. But the role was looking for someone who was about 24. Um, so according to the director Antoine, during research for the role, she went and interviewed real life prostitutes. She met an escort who initially told her to gain weight because in that profession, in order to take care of different men, this is all disgusting. Escorts have to have some flesh. Um, Moritz was a minor at the time of filming and had to change her diet and gained weight for the role. So wait, wait, apparently wait, 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 wait. she was really committed to So what do you mean you have role? to gain flesh to take care of men? That sounds really creepy. Yeah. Like, I want to know more, but at the same time, I don't really... No, nah, well, I, I haven't got any more information from this escort. That's probably a good I, thing. Yeah, I'm move on. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. But all I was getting at is that, like, I, I really rate her as an actor. Um, it was kind of weird seeing because i knew at the time period that this film was made in 2014 that she would still be relatively young compared to like as mentioned earlier i unfortunately put myself through watching tom and jerry recently just for you know the craft because <laughs> you're a big kid that's why <laughs> and it was it, it, you know she's she's a good actor but she can't polish a turd it's awful um <laughs> so it's, it's amazing that, that she was committed and wanted to get in, involved in the film obviously he's a, a big director um, as we mentioned from training day and obviously denzel like to play opposite Denzel you would, I mean you would. That, that must bury you as an actor like you opposite the a master craftsman yeah he's a force of fucking nature Denzel like I know ne- when I was a kid I was well not kid when I was younger I was never like oh, I love Denzel Washington but everything he makes I think I would make the argument actually because this is in part a film podcast you know there's kind of a movement now in cinema away from like your typical back in say like the 90s and before you would go watch a movie because somebody was in it you know what I mean like a, a matinee yeah. idol style thing like maybe Back when Tom Cruise, before that maybe, you know, years ago, maybe, I don't know, Clark Gable. And that that still, that doesn't really exist now, with the exception, I would say, of somebody like Denzel Washington. I'll go, like, the new and, Macbeth, they did an adaptation yeah. of Macbeth, which is coming out in September. I will watch that. It's in black yeah. and white, for God's sake, Shakespeare in black and white. But, but you'll watch it. But I'm going to see that, yeah, I'm going to see that. Yeah. I remember in school that we did uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream, and he's in that, yeah, in yeah. the film adaptation of that. And I was like... Oh, this suddenly makes this much more interesting because <laughs> it yeah. is full full on Shakespeare in that as well, isn't it? Like that film adaptation. Anyway, we're going off on a, a big <laughs> yeah. tangent. Um, the screenplay itself. So we have mentioned the blacklist before. Now it sounds like a bad thing. It sounds like you don't want to get blacklisted, but in this, it means that any kind of unnamed or unmade scripts or anything that's kind of in production that's been floating around in Hollywood for a while, they make this list, and this list is hot properties that people have not yet taken up and that there's a lot of buzz behind. So in 2012, this was the most liked unmade script of the year. And then obviously two years later, it's been made into a film. So it'd been floating around for a while. Apparently it was in like massive production hell was this film. Uh, I don't have any details as to why or for what reason. <laughs> Again, I told you I did just throw all this together. Shit, at fact, very come quick, on, quick next speed. one. <laughs> um, 
what else have we got? Have we got anything else? Oh, the, so the Denzel stuff that you wanted to know about. So Denzel Washington admitted in an interview that initially he was reluctant to commit himself to this movie because of the difficulty of finding a director suited for the job. Although pleased that the end result was a box office hit, as we've we've established, he made it no secret that he only made this movie due to contractual obligations. <laughs> this kind of like ties together. I thought this was quite funny. So Denzel was so impressed by director Antoine, is it? Fuqua? Fuqua. Fuqua. I'm going to... I guess yeah. wrong, I <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like we're saying somewhere else with our accents. Um, his preparation for the film, um, especially the character's mindset during each scene, so how he sort of broke it down for what Denzel had to do, that he turned around to the director and told him that he should play the lead role instead. Which almost <laughs> sounds like, because one, he didn't really want to be involved in anyway, it almost sounds like a backhanded like compliment, as in yeah. like... It's it's weird. It sounds very sassy from Denzel. <laughs> like, oh man, he's got he's got some attitude. <laughs> but um, that that's do you know what? To, me, I would never. That's how good an actor he is. I would never. I thought this was kind you, of you a wouldn't know. Project, you wouldn't know that he was unhappy or like no, disinterested that, in it or whatever. I would have thought, having watched it, quite the contrary, because it's a bit of a vehicle, right? Because he's old-ish in this. Yeah. And it makes him look pretty badass. So, like, why would you not want to do this? And the fact that, like, his, his character is just, like, really morally sound. Like, these two double yeah. back-to-back episodes that were recorded. But surprisingly, one of them, next episode we'll talk about in more detail, but both are very morally sound. Like, they're actually very ethically... We'll get to it. We're not going to go into it. <laughs> you know, okay. uh, Beard's pulling a face about the second episode, but I've got a big point to make about um, okay. that, that episode. Right. Um, final fact... The closing credits um, font. This is this is awful. You know when you're talking about font, it's a terrible fact. <laughs> as long as it's not Comic Sans. <laughs> the closing credit font is the same used in the television show on which the film is based, which shock horror is called <laughs> The Equalizer in brackets 1985. So we were asking earlier, this fact dates it as 1985. I didn't fact check this, so could be wrong. Please don't complain. I've had to hobble this together. Uh, d- Facts out of what do you rate them out of five out of ten? I can't remember. No, they were awful. Those some of the worst ones ever. The, the ones yeah. from Burnt were better. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not a great showing. But there was nothing to do with any of the food. So, is there anything in general about the film that you want to talk about before we move to? Um, there's not going to be a specific food scene this week. It's a bit like the Burnt episode where in that film there was loads of food and it was very hard to roll in and tie into one specific scene. In this one, there is a lot of food. The film's nothing really to do with food, but they kind of tie a couple of like character moments together and things like that. So we're just going to sort of roll through them as a list of food scenes later. But in terms of the actual film, favorite bits, anything that you're interested in, like oh, how it's shot. Like, I mean, I know you could wax lyrical for ages, but let's try and keep it under five or ten minutes. <laughs> I could, yeah, well, I'll be sure. I mean, I, yeah, because I could talk so much about it, I think... You have to be kind of shocked inside them. There's so much about it. The the action scenes are great. I mean, the the cast is incredible. The I, the the best. I mean, I could talk about Denzel all day long, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's he's amazing in this. Just like the intricacies of his acting, it must be amazing for somebody like uh, Chloe Grace Moritz to to work with a, a guy like that, you know. Um, and you know, just see how he how he does it because it seems effortless to him in everything that he's in. But um. Yeah, it's the the aside from that, the guy that plays quotes Teddy, he's not really yeah. called Teddy. I forget his name. Yeah, he's uh, got a Russian Nikolai. Name. Yeah, uh, something Chenko. I didn't write not it down. Sh- not Shevchenko, 
but typically you didn't write it down. That guy will give you the one star review. You can't say typical. Man. You're, You're supposed to be on my side here. I, always, yeah. I, bring, I bring a lot of prep to these. <laughs> Long story short, the only thing I would talk about in general is the the character that um, Martin Sokas plays. Yes. Who I think I've only seen in, he plays, I think, a peripheral character in Lord of the Rings. But I mean, every fuck was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I tried. I had this quick skim on IMDb, and nothing that was like his most famous work. He's a, is he like an Aussie, this. or he's from? He's either from Australia or New Zealand. Do you want me to check? No, or I, don't, I know past. for a fact right. he's from one of those two places, right? But in this, he plays. If you've not seen this movie, I would go watch it because it's not your typical action movie. Even though it's not like lauded, right? So it gets about a seven, eight out of ten if you look on. Uh, most it's, review it's skills. It's not boring, and I don't mean that like in an insulting way. There, there was during sort of this period. This came out in 2014, so I reckon mm. from about 2011 through to sort of 2016, 2017, especially when the Taken films emerged and became like when Liam Neeson had this weird action movie renaissance of his where he was just he played the hmm. same person in every single film for yeah, about but Taken's great eight don't years. be taking the piss out Ta- of that yeah, no 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 Taken the first film's great I think the dialogue as the, <laughs> as the went on you've got to agree they do, yeah, they they do were go two, downhill number two was off yeah and obviously then he did loads of other films where he sort of basically plays the same role this isn't like that if anything this is kind of for me watching, watching it fresh being told by you I can't believe you've not seen it watch it it's kind of like the best description I can give is it's kind of like Taken 1 merged with John Wick. Because there is a lot of similarities with like why John Wick yeah, is in his sort of retirement yeah, as yeah. to what he is. I can't remember. I don't know whether this came out before that or vice versa. Who knows? I think John Wick was after. But I either think. way, like it, it's not boring. Like it, it, it's not it, it, the pacing. The pacing of this film is is excellent. I would say. Yeah, like it's like it one keeps... of my YouTube videos. Keeps you keeps you engaged. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's just constant. It just keeps going, and you get even when the it's not even a slow start. I was gonna say slow start. It's not. It's pensive. That's what it is. Yeah, it's it thoughtful. builds every single bit. You're like, oh, this guy's interesting. Oh, right, and then like it, it even it even teases his coworkers. Kind of don't really know where he's come from, and there's yeah, yeah. that whole scene about like, uh, is it a pip? It used to be like oh, one of the man, dancers. Oh, man, I had that, had that in my notes. Yeah, there's yeah. a part... What I, what I love about... Den, we, we, I was going to talk about the other guy, the guy that plays a villain, and we're talking still about Denzel, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, he works in a kit where it's called Home Mart, right, in the film. If you live in is, the UK, it's a bit like being Q, but bigger. Yeah, it's <laughs> an approximation of Kmart and Home Depot, <laughs> which they call Home Mart. But I don't know how they got away with that. But anyway, he works there just because that's kind of his cover story, right? But, he, you know, he's a, he's a good ethically sound bloke like uh everyone ref- loves him he's just like the yeah why would co-worker like, i mean obviously it's denzel <laughs> everyone thinks he's kind of like a dad figure right isn't yeah. he but he's really honest and he's got a good sound sense of morality and um yeah there's a part where he's kind of back in the in the warehousey part and some of the two uh two, two younger uh colleagues come up and they, they say uh yo yo what did you used to do when you're younger and they're swearing and stuff and he's always like why you gotta curse so much man <laughs> like improve your vocabulary um and they say what did you used to do before you worked here and he says i was a pip and they say yo you were a pimp and he's like no not a pimp a pip p-i-p that's killing the levels all those p sounds um into the mic but yeah he then does the pips were you know gladys knights back in um vocalists and dancers yeah and he wasn't a a pip no but but then they try to like look at youtube videos to try and see if it's him he knows that yeah they'll buy that it's him and he does a little dance and stuff and so it's got some uh, comic relief to it and he's just a really likable character but what i was going to say about um the villain is and actually the film as a whole if you think about all the characters in it 
it's so so fleshed out and so nobody's in it is a cliche or you may, maybe you could argue the quotes the damsel in distress but no no they're all interesting characters no more so than the the villain yeah who's like a russian ex kind of spetsnaz agent right but he talks with an almost he's got an almost english accent yeah i noticed this he's yeah. very he's very well dressed and he comes across as um Almost kind of um, effeminate in in an uh, yeah. And that's not 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 in a, uh, yeah. before anyone gets um, triggered. I, I mean, in the sense that he, he his characterization is odd because he he's, he is this badass. He, he beats he's the living daylight. It's terrifying, but they don't know that for a little while until yeah. he snaps, and then they're like, he, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, he's introduced after Denzel Washington. I'm not. I am spoiling it, but you know, um, he goes into this club and, and kills these um, pimps uh, who have, yeah. have beaten up the uh, central female character um, and that leads to a chain of events whereby a bigger um, mob conglomerate as I the said organization earlier, yeah basically yeah, yeah. get wind of that and they want to exact revenge so they employ this uh, this Teddy bloke um, who's not really called Teddy um, and he's a really terrifying character but he comes you don't know at first you it's think just he's just a, bit a like fixer. a detective or a fixer yeah, yeah type bloke it, it's soon revealed when he he, he, beat, he literally beats this man yes. to, to a bloody pulp and it's such a surprise because he's he's really polite, you know. He he he's, he's I don't see cracks wise, but he, he's uh, he, he has a certain sarcastic um, aura to him. Yeah. And you think, ah, oh, okay. But then things shift, and you think he's just really terrifying. He's such a creepy, uh, creepy villain, and that's uh, due to the the guy that plays him, who's amazing. Yeah. No, I think you've pretty much nailed it there. The only the only bit of this. It's the finale, but um, I won't go into detail with what happens in the finale. Like you know, if you've not seen it, go watch it because we we both recommend it. It's a great film. But um, we're getting vibes of like the Predator a little bit. Like he's just it's, a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, there's there's a, there's an element. He doesn't smear himself in mud and say, "I'm here, yeah, come on, just the way, me now. It's just the way um, you know the climatic final final battle, as it were, where he's uh, has to take him on and they've, they've come into his his territory basically well, i won't give too much away but it, um you watch it there is a very predator-esque moment in that where i was just like fuck yes this is so cool he uses the camouflage of um of, of uh dulux paint and um <laughs> i don't know other things it's chicken wire also the, the song jungle. in that um which canadian link a little bit so it's a canadian musician called zach hemacy uh, so the song vengeance in that oh. so the song vengeance playing during that when it this sort of predator-esque vibe is going on on this finale i just thought it was great just like visually it's like really good it's filmed really well shot really well like soundtrack just fits it's shot about like 800 frames per second too because you can see like individual raindrops yeah yeah you can (laughs) sweat as well and stuff like that what are they shooting that on man i can't do that on my i can go like 100 (laughs) frames but i don't know they're shooting on some like mad fucking million pound cinema camera so Shall we, since this is supposed to kind of be a food podcast <laughs> as well as a film one, shall we Should we talk about the vague vagueness of the food that appears in this and it's how... vague. Stop being so negative. Come on, yeah. play, play the fucking... <laughs> no, no, there is a, there is, um, a few that kind of tie it together and set the set the character up, basically, don't they? they set yeah, the scene. Yeah. So should we go to that? Yeah, play the guitar thing. Play the thing. There we go. Satisfying. Yeah, you, you you can't get enough of that. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason you keep inviting me back to record these. We you? You, <laughs> yeah, well, you, you won't send me the file. No. I, want, I just want the file. <laughs> Holding it hostage. 
Uh, right, okay. You you made the list. So if you want to, we'll rattle through them. We could maybe then, I, I don't know if you want to talk, say one, and then if you think there's enough to talk about there, we'll yeah, explain it Yeah, fucking back off, man. I'm, I'm co now. Go you take me, charge. Take charge. Shit. Right, so scene number one, um, which is really pretty funny. One, it's not that funny, but it, it's... Uh, it lends some levity to the, the film, which is uh, they're in the home mart and there's a, there's a guy who's uh, he's a bit portly, let's say, and um, he's trying to be losing, he's trying to be, he's trying to lose weight to, uh, to ace a security guard test because he wants to be a security guard at, at home mart um, and he's enlisted um, Robert Denzel's uh, uh, help in, uh, in dieting, etc. So, uh, so the equalizer, Denzel, Robert McCall, he's trying to keep him on track and uh, he's biting into his lunch and um, he takes a bite of the sandwich, which you say is, um, is, is got like celery in it or something um, because it makes a crunch sound as he bites it. <laughs> he says the bones of the tuna, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah that would be worrying. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's actually like, oddly, did you see what's in that sandwich? It was, so I saw your notes because you sent this through to convince me to watch it. I didn't really take too much detail because I'm imagining you did but it's, it's an interesting the guy's called Ralphie by the way played by Johnny Scotus just so we'll be fair yeah you definitely yeah. got that from Google maybe Gimp. <laughs> continue yeah no it, but it's is it but it looks like it's potatoes and nachos in a sandwich to me <laughs> yeah so you yeah you've put that um, my sort of take from it is that so his description is that it's um, it's supposed to be so based on like if I bit into a sandwich in front of you and you were like, huh? So he turns around and goes, it's got tuna in it on whole grain gluten-free bread. He's clearly trying to impress yeah, uh, Denzel. Is, yeah. Sprouts is one thing that he claims <laughs> is in it. No. Which I know, I know you're like uh, melting into a puddle on the floor as we speak. <laughs> Avocado and veganese mayo is what they're all the things that he claims are in the sandwich before he gets you know, sus and then he's busted. like, what's that busted? Yeah. Um, he's, he's basically trying to list as many kind of fucking pointless diet buzzwords as possible. Gluten-free, vegan... Denzel knows. De- before he even bit in that sandwich, Denzel knew. Sniffed <laughs> like, it, man. One of his seven cents. Yeah, like, it's like, uh, well, for the Americans, because we do have some listening, it's like, it's like chips and nachos, whichever it's crisps. <laughs> it's crisps and like nachos. They basically made like a crisp sandwich, which is a thing over here. I used to have them as a kid. Have a crisp sandwich every now and again. Looks, it looks to me like it's there's some kind of potato in it though, like actual, like, <laughs> like not mashed potato maybe, but like home fries well, or something like that. His his claim is that what potatoes are a vegetable. <laughs> so um, I don't know. You probably get your uh, health kick head on a bit like how Denzel does, because Denzel turns around and goes. Um, I, the, the guy goes, I, I, what? I, I like crunchy things. And Denzel's like, well, you could have carrots. You could have had some seaweed. That's crunchy. Um, and at the end of it, which I thought was really nice, when he sort of like scolded him and told him, look, you need to sort your shit out if we're going to do this. Yeah. He goes, progress, not perfection. No more. And then he turns around and goes, no more chips. Who needs flavor? I so, love that. I love that. That, that quote is amazing. Progress, well. not not perfection. A bit like a- this podcast. <laughs> this, this podcast we're is... making reverse progress though like they're getting worse <laughs> I think we peaked at Inglorious Bastards I keep saying it but um he is a bit of a uh, philosopher isn't he Denzel he said a lot of cool things you know when you see him do these um, you know at universities or colleges yeah. as they call them in America he does like some uh, some uh, guest speeches man he's done some great speeches but um yeah the whole point of that scene is he's supposed to be helping this guy to lose weight so he can yeah. be a security guard and he gives him, it reminded me a little bit of uh, when Mrs. Beard is scoffing a fucking Yorkshire pudding sandwiches or whatever. And I'm like, you know, could you eat some broccoli maybe? No, okay. But he's a little bit more successful with Ralphie. And Ralphie gets the security guard gig in the end. Yeah, he does. <sighs> Spoiler. It kind of, 
so you know, I was joking a little bit that like the scenes in this film, there isn't like any significant food scenes. I would say that between this and the diner one, we're probably going to mention in a second, are the two main ones because this one sets it does everything that a scene at the start of a film for something that you go in. Obviously, some people back in 2014 will have seen the trailer for the Equalizer thought Denzel's a badass and got to go watch it, but it sets up the the moral sort of compass of the of the character it sets up where he is now what his life is like what he's doing really really well like uh it, it, you know you, you get that like he wants to help people which is kind of what the <laughs> do you know why i'm laughing i'm laughing because i keep thinking back to that one star <laughs> and i'm seeing you making a conscious effort to be like roger ebert over there <laughs> dissecting the film but you're I'm right, right it does. No, I, you are I'm right, right. It yeah, does get see, the... i do think about all these things and i do say them half the time this guy just clearly didn't watch <laughs> didn't listen to the correct amount of hours of the podcast to get it out of it he did say he listened to hours <laughs> christ Poor bloke. But I'm right, uh, that that scene does set the tone very well for the character. Yeah, it's, it's important. The, the, yeah, the, the whole the central drive of the film is a don't be an arsehole, don't be a criminal, be a good bloke as much as you can. Because even I mean, Denzel says that he's done some bad stuff in his life, which you would imagine as a special forces agent, he's probably yeah. killed fools. Maybe <laughs> they deserved it, maybe they didn't. I don't know. But um, he's saying you know you like he says progress not perfection yeah um but yeah just be a good bloke don't beat up women we keep coming up to you know <laughs> coming back to beating up women. bradley cooper did it not in real life i should say in the, in the film i don't want to in the film in, burn episode not, seven folks check no, it out <laughs> yeah no, no libel lawsuit please but um yeah just don't be a criminal yeah it's a sound advice really so we got the next one let's we're not going to do a transition, are we? No, we're just doing them all in one bit. <laughs> You're waiting for it there. I you can't have it. Wait until the end. You get right, it again. We're getting the next episode. Um, yeah, so next uh, key food scene is um, apple pie. I think it's apple pie. I'm yeah, assuming it's, it's some it's, kind of pie. It's apple pie. I think they mentioned apple pie. Warm apple pie. Not, not that apple pie. And uh, <laughs> yeah, in the diner, which is a key um, key scene, um, in the well, key location for a few scenes in the film. Yeah, cheaped um, out there, didn't I? I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's reading, uh, Denzel's reading Hemingway's Old Man and the Sea, which... Uh, Classic. Never read it. Know what it's about. I, yeah, I didn't think you would have. It's, um, I've, I've never actually read it, but um, as a, uh, you know, a, a English literature graduate, I, I know of its existence. <laughs> and anyway, yeah, they're, uh, she's eating the pie and he's saying, you know what? You get the vibe at this point that he's just some kind of like diet police, like he's working for Weight Watchers undercover. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you should be eating that. Um, so yeah, he just goes around telling people what to eat. But um, she wants to be a singer. Alina, Chloe Grace Moretz's character, wants yep. to be a singer, not a prostitute. Um, and he tells her she shouldn't be eating apple pie, which actually um, they they do say that singers that suffer from good, you know, gastroesophageal mm. uh, reflux disease, uh, they do tend to avoid sugar if they're taken seriously because it can uh, worsen. Refined oh, so, sugar so can worsen it. Correct. Yes, as a refined sugar, you need to lay off that refined sugar. Yeah. Not there's anything wrong with sugar, but specifically if you want you want good vocal performance, um, go easy on it. Um, I'm just getting haunted by our Scott Pilgrim Facebook comments where people started having like a full-on <laughs> war about sugar and fat. But um, I'm just, it's flashbacks. It's like PTSD. Um, but yeah, no, that, again, like I was just saying, the diner scene or the diner scenes or the setting, again, sets him up for the character that he is again, that they are important for that reason. <laughs> yeah, and there are some other, some more minus uh, scenes. Um, 
as again I'm conscious of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, fine. In, in that diner, there are a few food scenes. He brings uh, some birthday cake again yeah. for uh, Chloe Grace Moritz, Happy which birthday. is called some guy at work. Yeah, <laughs> it, it comes from some dude at work. But um, contrary to his earlier advice to avoid sugar, he brings us some refined sugar. But he, I think that that might be is that because he's seen her before get abused or she he, he picks up he, it shows that he's aware of his entire surroundings all the time so mm. when she goes after the first time you see her and gets in the car with yeah. one of the clients that she, she i think she's on the phone call and she sort of says i don't really like this guy that's why i'm ignoring the phone so he's obviously heard that conversation but he picks yeah. up on all of her um body language and yeah. stuff and and that is why when he returns he brings the cake so it does set that up so even though he's told her don't have any sugar he's clearly She's having a hard time. Totally I could, I could help. Yeah. I could help, but I'm not yet at the level where I'm gonna. Yeah, he wants to. He, right, right there and then, like Slavi, this punk pimp yeah. guy, is like smacking her around and stuff. And Denzel thinks, you see him, you see him shift. Yeah, and he thinks, you know, I'm gonna fuck these fools up. Yeah, but um, he says, you know what? I'm gonna bide my time. I'm a smart man. I need to get to the the head of the snake. Um, and then he goes back and you know kicks her ass later. But um. Yeah, I think you're right there. I often do that, like, if I'm in the doghouse with Mrs. Beard, just bring her some <laughs> garlic <cake>. bread. Just <laughs> fucking cheap, cheap, pure cheap, like 89p garlic bread, and yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Um, that, so that, that's another scene, which is central in the diner. Another one I got, real quick, is uh, we could talk about the Pringles. Yeah, so, uh, folks, yeah, um, it's a very loose thing, and I was in the shop buying the item for the second episode, and I was like, well, Pringles gets mentioned a couple of times in this and Chris, so there is uh, some... There you go, there's your ASMR. Promise me you I, will I might, never um, start an ASMR might, channel. Might, 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 might pop until you can't stop. So there's a... There you go, there's your pop. There's your... Um, you know, just in case you wanted this as well. There you go, look. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna, Are I'm you relaxed eat. now? Do you feel relaxed after those? It's a Pringle, folks. It's, Would um, you get Texas barbecue? Case, yeah, Texas barbecue sauce, because salt and vinegar turns my lips white for some reason. You know what I always think when I, when I see tubes of Pringles? Um, I always think, I wonder... Why they don't do a tube which is like um, a mixture of flavors? Would that just be weird? That would be yeah. No, I'm oh I'm all game for that. That'd be like you know um, oh, what other foods do that? Not revels <laughs> like bags of chocolate for Americans. Revels are basically like a bag of chocolate items, and one's like covered in raisin. Sorry, one is raisin covered in chocolate. You have a peanut one, toffee one. So you're suggesting like a Pringles tube that's just got a, an assortment of random Can flavors we, like, in it. We, we sh- maybe we should cut, cut this from the pod and try sell it to <laughs> <laughs> um, It might so, be a bit um, weird. Just having a look at the back. Who do we need to get in touch with? Oh, it's Kellogg. <laughs> Let's go. The Kellogg's on Pringles. Well, it says uh, Kellogg European Trading Limited. So yeah, Kellogg, I'll if you're listening. Be damned. Yep. It Great might be Manchester, bit... could, Media City. We can get. <laughs> we can get there. <laughs> I was gonna say it might be odd if you got like if they didn't. It would be good if they kind of put five. Of each flavor mm. in a, in a stack because variety could, stack yeah if you because a, a lot of people stack. yeah a lot of people eat Pringles with you know by the handful um, and if you got say I don't know barbecue next to salt and vinegar next to I don't know yeah uh, cream like sour cream that might be a bit weird but if you could separate them out a little I feel like their argument would be well we sell those little tubs so you could just buy like a multi pack that's got a little tub a little tub and a little tub and <laughs> you wouldn't need to do that that would be a valid argument do you what you could do you could do that. Then you can put them in a big tub, rebrand it somehow. Tell you what, you sell can, it on eBay. Tell you what, you can tell that um, we're we're sort of scraping barrel because we're now coming up with <laughs> ideas. For you can take to, that on Dragon's Den. Yeah, right? I'm gonna say <laughs> it's, uh, if you see me and Beard on Dragon's Den, you're like, oh, none of those guys. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, what you say? You're gonna get onto the Pringles bit. 
Oh yeah, well, so we could mention that, but he gives him a fucking empty tube of Pringles, basically. Yeah, with a post-it note in it with his weight, is it? It's like his weight that he's got down to, so he's joking, he's, he's baiting him, that like, oh, he's gone off the rails again after I've been training him, oh, oh, that guy, and then he gives him a tub of Pringles, and he's like, it doesn't sound like this, basically. It's got nothing in it. And he takes it out, and he's got a post-it note with his weight on, he goes, I made the weight, I'm doing the test, and he's like, yeah, bro, and it's he all... Does, I, yeah. did, I did remark briefly upon the fact that um, he becomes security guard, then when the place gets robbed, <laughs> he's cowering behind the fucking till somewhere. Um, but it's all right, because he equalizes there, isn't he? So he, he sorts it out. <laughs> Borrows a bit of... Uh, product and goes and sorts it out and then puts it back on to someone's DNA all over that. Smashes some bloke's head in with a hammer and then it's a good it's a good way to store they're not gonna be checking Home Depot, are they, no, for true, a, a murder true. weapon. Um and the only other thing really I mentioned um in 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 my um comprehensive notes is um the uh, I started drifting off then. That's I am blood sugar's low. Um we're getting there, we're nearly done mate. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm hanging in there. Is the uh, the guy the you played the clip at the beginning about the dude, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. the heavy who comes in? He, he's been employed by the uh, the mobsters to try and to try and uh, whack uh, Robert McCall, Denzel's character. Weird order, isn't it? Is that yeah. what you're getting at? Yeah, I, it is a weird order. But I I thought first I might mention the fact that they get this lowly foot soldier to try and to try and sort out the equalizer. <laughs> Big mistake. But yeah, he orders. I think it's it's worth killing him. For what he orders, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, because he orders an egg sandwich on a roll with no cheese. Yeah, such an odd order. I'd be like, sus straight away. I'd be like, assassin. <laughs> For sure, Russian like, mobster. <laughs> and you'd know he's a cheap assassin with a fucking order like that, wouldn't you? I mean, like he's not even get like it's literally an egg on a roll. The only thing I could think this is me getting my film head on. You know the the bloke goes, oh, I just need to go around back. There's, uh, is it John, the the owner of the diner, who's also a sound guy because he gives her a piece of pie on the house at the beginning because he he knows that that she's got a rough time and she has to go do a job. And he's like, you go and you live in. And he, he he sounds like he's from like the Bronx as well, yeah. and it's based in Boston. So I'm kind yeah. of thinking like, well, I obviously could move. Could move. <laughs> I thought it was a bit odd. But yeah, so you know, shout out to the diner owner. He's a sound guy. But also, I was wondering whether the reason that guy puts in a kind of slightly odd order is that maybe the guy has to then go get Custom one of the it. items so has to go out of the room uh, that is the only thing it's still a very weird order on your notes when you sent it through you just put heinous and I was like yep it's pretty weird I mean yeah odd um, also in that scene uses a bit of book foo does uh, it's what I like to call uh, killing someone with a book so book like foo book foo you like kung foo but Book yeah, yeah, I get what you get. What the fuck you mean? Book? Well, well, my my link again. Going back to John Wick, John Wick likes a bit of book foo as well. Like he kills a guy with a book. Have you seen the the latest John Wick? John Wick three? No. Yeah, he kills a guy quite early on in that with a, a like a giant guy, like a I know well, with a dime. Tangent, but like a giant giant man, and he um, he's in a library getting like because you know what John Wick's like. He hides all of his personal belongings all the way around the world. Yeah, and he goes into his safe book that's got like a key and a gold coin and stuff. And this oh, assassin. book. I thought you meant a book is in fucking currency. I thought you no, thought he was throwing, no, throwing no, money at the dude. No, a book. He's, well, in, in this film, he like snaps that guy's neck with a book, and I'm pretty sure that's what John Wick does as well. So I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> Great. Yeah, yeah, because he's reading the, the hundred books to, to read before you die. Yeah. Um, it's it's revealed in the in the plot, and yeah, he does. Um, he seems to kill these fools with with relative ease. 
Yeah, it's just it's a bit of a joke to him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck are you with your, with your, with your egg, egg, your, your dry egg sandwich. I'm going to smash you up with fucking Moby Dick here. Pfft. The only other food stuff that I got um, is that he says, one, he's kind of half joking, but it almost feels like he's being serious. He says that once he's like finished reading his books, he's going to take singing lessons, which might be just a joke towards the fact that she was trying to become a singer. Um, also, he says that he wants to open up a donut factory, donut which factory. sounds like the dream. Like, why not? Um, there's also the bit of the burritos and tacos when he goes to go um, equalize the extorting coppers. Um, that um, he turns around to him and goes, "I'd like to report a crime." And they're like, "Who the fuck are you? What lives alone?" And then he yeah. he messes them up and they have to pay back the money that they've been extorting. I like we he he kind of he maintains quite a an almost Queen's English style of diction yeah. throughout the entire film, and then it occasionally goes a bit gangster. And yeah, like, he does. You're supposed to stand for something. Punk! Yeah, yeah, he does. And uh, the part where he kills Slavi, the, the original pimp. Yeah. Because he tries to actually, real quick, tries to um, buy off the pimp at the beginning because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to return to this life of violence because we didn't mention this either. He's promised his deceased wife that he'll give it up. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he, so he tries to pay him off and the guy says, no, I'm not, be, I, I'm, I'm not being paid off by you. I'm going to keep this, uh, this, this woman, earn money from her against the will. Uh, so he fucks him up, and he's bleeding to death on 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 the uh, at the end of that scene. And he says, "Her life's gonna go on. Yours is gonna end on yeah. this funky floor over ninety eight hundred dollars." Is uh, I don't even know how to describe, but that scene is another. It's very early on, but it's fantastic, and it? it's good. Yeah, but that's a lot of food scenes, and that's the equalizer. Go watch it. (laughs) The only other food that I got is some guy, just just for anyone, one day someone will come out, you know, if the podcast gets any bigger, even a tiny bit, someone will be like, well, they missed, (laughs) they missed, they missed this. So, um, yes, some some bloke, I think it's Bill Pullman, does eat some soup with him at his house, just before you point that out. Oh, I missed that one. Like brothy soup, and yes, um, Teddy is interrupted when he's eating like a full like fish meal of some kind at the restaurant when Oof. he comes to give him his ultimatum like you, you know you can step away now or I'm gonna gonna end it um you don't he, drops mess his, with Teddy. he drops David Harbour's sunglasses into his wine because I think it, it's implied that he basically lets him get out he's a copper in it thugs? it's not f- David oh, it Harbour's man it's the thug, oh, right. the, the thug that he kills right okay I thought he was trying to like tie off the loose end for him to, yeah. like you get out I've killed him, air quotes, even though he hasn't actually I would love him. to, in a, in a bid to encourage a little bit of engagement on Twitter, because it's <laughs> just fun to do that, um, I would love to know what people think of the, of watch this film and tell me what you think of the character Teddy, or, the, you know, the the central bad guy, because that, that, that dude's just great. He should be in more stuff, because he's a great actor. Yeah, I I totally agree. I, I love when he calls the Irish dude a cliche. Yeah, He's <laughs> like, we, we anticipate you're going to steal, because you are, you people have such cliches. Um, Little John. <laughs> yeah. is that okay little johnny because <laughs> he tells him not to call him little john i don't yeah. know um but yeah he's just great in, in that film i'm, I'm just looking is it, i don't think there's anything else i think it's incredibly well played. what do you mean you just look were you just looking on google about shit from the equalizer pure honey as a wound disinfectant there was that as well i've never seen that oh. one before he like cauterizes his wound or disinfects it using honey who am I to question the equalizer? I was, the equalizer you stuff. If, you, I was just asking whether you had any opinion on that. Is no, that but I fucking you, love no. honey. Like, I eat so much honey, it's not even funny. Just gnawing <laughs> on your leg. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to rhyme it around. Yeah, so that's it. <laughs> so that's it. Go watch it, folks. <laughs> we have to do the outro, but I mean, just, yeah. That's we got to the outro. We just ramble in the outro.
So here's me thinking that this one was going to be a short one, but we managed to stretch it to an hour again. Christ <laughs> almighty. <laughs> Episode 12 in the bag, and we've got another one to go straight after this one, but it'll be a week delayed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, did you enjoy that? You seem to enjoy that more. Your energy's sort of waning a bit. We might have to have a five-minute break, like you know, like half-time team talk and put it back together for the second half for yeah, episode gonna, 13. I'm going to go and check myself for something. <laughs> Epinephrine. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it because, like, I could. I love talking about films, um, and even when there's a, a not so strict time limit, um, I, yeah, I, I love the equalizer, so I could talk about it all day long, even while you're checking text messages on your phone. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just getting getting ready for part of part of this. I'm not checking text. But I'm a I'm a professional, my friend. All right, we'll get, we'll get <laughs> what, what part you're getting ready for. I, I, I'll get ready to it now. So, um, just before I get to why I got my phone out. Uh, we are available wherever you get your podcasts. So just search for Movie Mouthfuls Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. I mentioned this before, but I don't know why you're not currently using your favorite. I'm going to start uploading these episodes to YouTube as well, because we've got a YouTube channel that we've got some ideas for in the future. But I'm, What is that, YouTube? I'm not, what, I've never heard of that You've never heard of YouTube. Kind of online platforms like TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but longer. <laughs> Uh, so yeah I'm going to start sticking up on there yeah they're, they're just static podcasts I know some people like having YouTube open if you want to subscribe to the channel on there and listen to them on that you can um, I think they're going up from episode 7 through to 11 and then I'll start filling in the gaps backwards and start a playlist on there so if you want to you can do in the future we might do something a bit more exciting with the YouTube channel so stay tuned doubtful like <laughs> Uh, make sure to give us a subscribe on your podcast platform if that's where you're listening or a follow or a star review which is what i was getting at that's why i got my phone out beard not to check my text messages it was to check these lovely lovely reviews that we've been given all right how many are there oh well it does sound too excited <laughs> oh sorry man. i'm not even gonna lie i'm, I'm yeah I'm, i was just joining <laughs> So, we got some reviews. Um, we had uh, a not-so-great review the other week, um, which was literally a couple of days ago. Um, we've had some that have come in. So, from Kizuko1987 over on Apple Podcasts, which is the preferred review channel, if you'd like to give us one five-star review that says, Love films, love food, love Yorkshire. That's the title. You'll love this fun, relaxed, conversational podcast. Keep it up, lads. <laughs> God zooks, lad. I, I, that's my favorite. Re- I mean, it's the second review I've read, but that's my favorite one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, we we really appreciate that. Thank you for taking the time to to review us and give us five stars. Um, now, obviously, we we were making a joke. Uh, by the way, just to reiterate, it is a joke. I know it sounds like we're coming <laughs> off. It's, it's like sarcasm about like asking for like bad reviews. If you want to write a bad review, but give us the, you know better star rating but write a funny review within that then go ahead i'm allowing this one because the guy messaged me about it and it's quite funny and you know it kind of it brings down the the overall score of the podcast reviews (laughs) but then when someone who is a bit of a twat maybe comes across it and looks at the the lower reviews he's kind of done a got him like like punishment type thing so um this is from just bear with me one second um because i did have his name so come back to that ill-prepared thing again. Yeah, no, this is this is me to a T, innit? Apparently, allegedly. So, Adam Williamson, thank you for this review. He has put, because you're reading the bad reviews, um, he's given us a one-star rating, so I was like, oh, oh no, where's this going? He's like, ha, more fool you, you big neghead. So I really, I really enjoy that. Um, it's actually a great podcast that gets me through dark night shifts. To begin with, I read it as dark, and I was, I was a bit... W- 
worried that this guy needed like a conversation, like a chat, like just a friend, but he's put dark night shifts. Um, if you're has... listening to this, sorry, man, if you're listening to this on a dark night shift, <laughs> man, I, I really feel for, I want to give this this guy a hug. Yeah. It, well, he's, it's a sound block. I've been, been having a, a little chat with him on Instagram. Um, he's also then put, this has all been a ruse in relation to his podcast. Yeah. Have a listen and stop reading reviews. You bore. I know he's put a thumbs up. So oh, thanks, I'm, al- I'm allowing that one. Like he, he did message me on the way here, but I was driving. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a sensible driver. I didn't message him back saying, I can, I can take it down if you want. I can, you can change it. <laughs> Dude, leave this one We're up. We're not divas. We're not divas. We don't, we, don't want, we don't want to encourage people to keep giving us one-star reviews unless like you genuinely hate us. But if, if you can like give us an actual good review like other, other people, then go for it. If you want to put something funny or just kind in your review, we'll read them out. Um, you know, I'm shilling to the reviews now. Um, but we'll leave that one up, Adam, because uh, yeah, I quite enjoyed that, and it's just a, a funny got you to anyone that's trying to find the negativity and everything in life. Yeah, no, it yeah. was a good review. Yeah. <laughs> so well, with that bit out of the way, if you want to find us as a collective, you can head over to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Movie Mouthfuls. If you want to get argumentative in his Facebook posts about the episodes, <laughs> can do. Um, seems to be the the, the the sort of like the going thing at the moment. Um, you can find myself over on Twitter at the filmfeller underscore, and um, as mentioned before, I'm on YouTube, um, the the filmfeller, where I do film and TV reviews and chats and recommendations and what I've been up to. I've got a plan for a video that covers my absence in what I've seen over the past few months, so I might make that a two part or something and go through films and explain whether I think it's worth your time or not. Of which one of them will be Tom and Jerry that I mentioned earlier. Which spoiler alert, don't waste your time. I wasted mine for you. I'm like a martyr. <laughs> I know what it feels like wasting your time on a regular basis. Uh, Beard is uh, wherever you want to find Beard. I'm sure the majority have come from from his channels. But I yeah. am omnipresent. He's everywhere. Just go go find him. Um, he will be in Kananadia land at some point. So um, you know, go check out his YouTube channel and see what conquering of Canada is up to uh, if fancy sending us any questions if you've got anything you want to say you can message us on any of those social medias I do try and get back to people and reply there's been a lot more recommendations about other films like some of them have added to the list some of them were already on the list so we do appreciate that but if you want to email us if you've got a proposition or something like that you can email us don't pull that first beard <laughs> well, it's an indecent proposition <laughs> yeah we don't want them uh, moviemouthfuls at gmail.com if you want to support the podcast um, in a, a no! monetary sense there we go is the cry of pain again from beard you can go to patreon.com slash movie mouthfuls if you wish to do so if you just want to chuck in a quid just to support us that that's fantastic we've already had one of those thanks again to martin um if you want something more you know tangible for your money if you want to actually own something for your hard-earned cash and uh, if you head over to moviemouthfuls.bigcartel.com you can buy yourself a shirt or a mug with our lovely logo that's been done by the fantastic damon uh, if you use the code mouthfuls, you'll get 10% off. So I've tried to make it as <laughs> relatively cheap as possible, considering tax and shipping and all that lot, because, you know, we we just want people to not have to shill. <laughs> yeah, enjoy but your look, mug. But, but look cool at the same time with the sexy T-shirt. Ours hasn't come yet. I was hoping that it might turn up so that you could, like, be in every single one of your Canada videos wearing it and spread the word. Yeah, I'm not like you, man. I actually wash my t-shirts, you know. I, I try I do, to wear different ones. I do wash my shirts. How dare you? <laughs> uh, it's, it's part of your contractual obligation to this podcast that once oh, it turns it? up, you've got to wear it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, big thanks again to Lee for all the music on the pod. Big thank you again, as mentioned, to Damon for our lovely artwork and logo. Um, we will be back in like about 10 minutes to do episode 13, which will be back in your ear holes after a one week break. So if you didn't catch that before, after this episode, we'll have one week off and then one week back and hopefully Beard may be back from Canada and we can continue onwards in our journey of the quest for all cinematic food scenes. Are you going to do one of your quotes at the end? Have you got one? Well, I haven't actually got one, but this is your film, so I thought you might be able to think of something. So, you know, you know we'll be back right, very, we'll... very, very soon. But until then, remember, of to Beard. Um, quote philosophy, read books, and if you see somebody being physically assaulted who can't defend themselves, equalize their ass. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't get arrested, though, folks. <laughs> <laughs> see you in a bit. Lad, we should do these when um, when we're tired more often, man. I'm like fucking spaced here. We're talking all kinds of nonsense. Well, let's have a how break. Did that, how did that go for a fucking hour? Fuck. Hi, I'm Dietrich. I'm Alex. And I'm Ben. We're from the podcast That Song From That Movie, the journey through the very best and worst of movie songs. We want you to join us on our voyage across the cinematic sound waves as we take a deep dive on a new song and movie each week to figure out just what makes them tick. Already we've set sail with Celine Dion on the Titanic found a friend in Toy Story, and gotten drenched out in the rain with Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Hopefully each breakdown allows us to answer the ultimate question of what's better, the movie or the song, or at least learn something new along the way. Just like learning that Toy Story 4 is a meaningless cash grab without a soul. You can subscribe right now on all good podcast platforms. If you use one of the bad ones, then that's on you, and we can't be held responsible. Subscribe to That Song from That Movie.